Hello and welcome to the Michael T. Justice Podcast. Thanks for listening, and if you would like to respond to any of the things you hear, please hit me up here on Anchor, or at Twitter, at Michael T. Justice, or Facebook, Michael T. Justice. All right, good evening, afternoon, whatever. It's 8 o'clock, so I'm going to call it evening. I guess that is what it is. So, hey, everybody, check it out. I uh, wanted to go ahead and try and do an episode right now because I don't know how the night's going to go. And uh, I'm, like, kind of beaming with pride, so <laughs> let me do my thing. Uh, so my son, I, I spoke the other day about him uh, watching, you know, we watched Rosewood, and I told him a little bit about the Tulsa riot and everything. And, um, you know, I came home uh, from picking his mom up this afternoon and uh, he was at uh, or he was telling me about school today. And he had a project uh, part of uh, when we had gone to his um, to his uh, conferences a couple weeks ago. Uh, his mom was sick, and so I I ended up going with him. Um, and during the course of that, uh, one of his classes, they were they were talking about you know their last thing is going to be this uh, multi media uh, uh, what do you call it? It's it's going to be a project where they've got to do a presentation and everything, and. He dropped it on me today that uh, he chose to do uh, his thing is going to be on the uh, Tulsa race riots. And sometimes I don't know if he's hearing me. And uh, it it really made my heart jump, you know, uh, because, like I said, I just don't know if he's hearing me sometimes because I, I, I feel like. You know, I'm I'm I've got a message I got to respond to. That's actually like going to serve as a way for me to kind of build into to another piece of my life and everything. Uh, but my wife is white, and I'm mixed, um, and so you know he is blonde haired, blue eyed, and you know, I, I struggle sometimes making sure that he understands where he comes from and that he doesn't just like forget. And that's what I want to make sure doesn't happen because I don't want him to be, you know, some some knucklehead, you know what I mean? I want him to be able to stand tall in who he is um, because that's been a struggle for me my whole life. And I'm drifting further away into what I wasn't getting on here for. But I'm going to go ahead and keep on pressing um, because I spent a lot of my life, the majority of my life, making it real clear that I'm mixed. Not because you can't tell. Uh, most people can tell. But because I respect that my mother is the one that was there for me and raised me and and uh, everything. Um, and there's a lot of history there that, you know still got to deal with and everything and I had problems like with black people uh you know I get I'm getting way far afield but I've 
I've been struggling with how to even address this here on this platform is um, I, I, I make it a point or have always made it a point to embrace both pieces of my heritage because I, I've caught hell for both pieces of my heritage. I used to get bullied mercilessly because I was white. I mean, I was in a black community. Um, <clears throat> and um, so it makes it hard for me sometimes when I hear stuff like, <laughs> I've had this fight forever, uh, but then I don't like to get too deep into my own personal story. I tell my story, but edit it. Uh, and so uh, that's why I've struggled with even bringing all this up. But, you know, when I hear the term black people can't be racist and white people, it's about power and it's this, that, and the other thing, economic power. It's like, okay, we can play that game if you want because there are definitely words that, that we're assigning to things. And since we're assigning words, we can make that what this is. But then you got to squeeze out some room for the real, real, right? Because the reality of it is, you know, black people can be racist because I fucking got beat up, pissed on, smashed into the ground. You know, and so that's why I want to bridge the gap that's why I want to find a way forward and not like like I understand and appreciate that black people have to heal and have to like as a community and all of that stuff but that ain't gonna solve nothing at all if you get a strong black community 20% of the people strong black community in the midst of a big white community that only is going to lead to war. We've got to have a community that is cross connected. You know, um, I'm thinking back again on this whole, like on conversations that I've had my whole life about integration versus not segregation. Uh, obviously, People are not calling for segregation. Like when you when you talk to uh, like a black empowerment people, I, I again we had these words, right? Like I had somebody tell me one time that Martin Luther King did more damage because he did he was talking about integration, and the, that ain't Martin Luther King's fault that when we got integration. We kind of went on a, uh, what do what you call that when you, like, it's a run. Like, people just, boom. Like, people just flocked out of the community and put all their money in some, into, you know, they, we, we fought to be able to sit at the Woolworth counter. And when it was required for them to let us in, we took all our money to there and left Miss Johnson's Diner to go out of business. I mean, I watched that happen in my neighborhood, you know, uh, as a little kid. 
seeing businesses that just kind of slowly died on the vine because, you know, I was of age, I came of age, you know, in the mid-70s, and, you know, I'm 75, in 1975, 76, I'm 10 years old, we still got places, but they're slowly going away because now people can go across town to the Woolworths, to the to the bigger grocery stores, to the, you know, everything, everything, the hardware stores at all, you know. But in reality, that's also a larger piece. Now I'm kind of thinking about this whole white privilege thing. And um, I just heard a song because I was watching a little bit of American Idol and I just heard a song called American Privilege I'd never heard of and. You know, he speaks a lot of truth in that, uh, in the little bit that I heard. And and um, it's, it's a thing. And the privilege is power. And racism is it I've felt this way for oh my god forever really that I mean I kind of remember as a kid just thinking man this this thing we got white people and black people fighting each other over the scraps on the floor while the people at the table are you know living high on the hog I mean it has always been that racism is a tool to keep us down here fighting amongst ourselves so that we don't make approaches on the power structure. And because it's a big ball of wax and it's been so entangled and 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 heated and melted and baked into this place, the it's hard to see it. It's hard to un- disentangle it. So I don't think that what we have to do is try to disentangle it. I think what we have to do is be aware. You know, uh, I was listening earlier today about a conversation about AOC and and socialism and democratic socialism and and all of these conversations and you know this is where the conversation needs to be is about the power structure the race is not something to disregard don't misunderstand what i'm saying race is the powerful powerful tool that is used and you got to fight all of this this stuff but there's so much that's wrapped into it that's why it's it's hard to even start talking about it because I came here to talk about my son and how proud I was of him that he wants to do this report uh so let me get back to that and and just get and get uh uh hopefully somebody will reach back reach out to me and and we can start a conversation in this in this realm and I'll be coming back to this stuff cuz like I said I got a response uh 
to a message that will take me into a lot of this area as well uh, and um uh yeah so so we'll get into that but let me just shift my focus back to my son right now because that's what I want to do so let me breathe for a second and uh and then come back to you here all right so here's what I wanted to talk about with my son as i said um had that conversation with him as we watched the movie and told him a little bit about the Tulsa race riot and and explained to him uh so I'm looking forward to and I will definitely be helping him with his research on this stuff because you know uh the Tulsa race riot and Rosewood which I mentioned Tulsa race riot to you earlier the Rosewood uh was a movie was made about it uh but I just recently found out about this part even in in that same time frame, there were a ton of race riots uh, all around the country because it was the thing, right? It was a thing. People were coming back from the war, and they had a pride and a thing about them. The same way we rah, rah, rah the military. The military br- brings a lot of that on. One, we should understand that, that that's a bit of propaganda. But anyway, again, I don't want to get sidetracked. But that that was a bit of the the it, it was people coming back from a war feeling like I'm not gonna be some kind of uh what you wanna call uh second class citizen. I fought and died for this country or watched my brother in arms die for this country and gave up my leg for this country. I'm not gonna go out like that. And so people had a certain attitude about themselves and then people who faced with the American privilege, right? The white supremacist <clears throat> basis come at it with a whole nother, like, we got to tamp these folks down. And it was, you know, I was talking to my son about it the other day, and I didn't even mention this to him, but I told him about Rosewood and Oak Tulsa, but then I started thinking, like, and, and a part of me started thinking, man, it wasn't that it was completely random. Like, like again, you could see how easy it would be for powers that be to make that happen all over the country randomly or seemingly randomly. But in any case, to not get it, again, tough into that too much, I'm going to enjoy helping him with this research now. What I was saying before is I was just proud of it, the the fact that he was hearing me and and because it it concerns me sometimes that he might not. Um, I used to I didn't know about the Black Klansman story uh, and the movie and everything. And I said when my son was born, he came out with blue blonde hair and blue eyes. I remember joking that he could be in the FBI and and, and infiltrate the Klan. And uh, lo and behold, it had already been done. Uh, so you'll have to get another bar, set the set the bar a little higher or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, either that or you know he'll he'll uh, I'm still holding out that he might be a solid running back uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, man, that would be sweet. Give Mahomes a couple years to get seasoned up, and then have my son come out as a rookie for the Chiefs. Ooh. Child. But first, I guess his high school got to win some games. 
uh, and they got to put him on the field. So we'll, we'll see how that comes along. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, he's only a sophomore now, so he's still got next year. He's got two more years to do that. Um, but uh, so I had uh, – uh, I'm trying to find this uh, story, this article that he wrote that I wanted to read, and I asked him if it would be okay if I could read it for uh read it and so I'll do that here in a minute but uh I just wanted to say I'm proud of my son and uh, I'm proud that he's um got that mindset because you know it could be real easy for him to not because one of the things I said to him is you know you gotta let them know because they're not gonna know they're not gonna know that you're black I mean there's some like he went to a couple of the meetings uh the black student meetings, black student, I don't know if it's called black student union, uh, but, you know, he went to a couple of those meetings uh, either early in this school year or towards the end of the last school year, I can't remember. But I remember asking him, you know, did uh, anybody give him problems? You know, did anybody, like, what you doing here? One of them kind of things. And uh, he said, no. Nah. And, uh, in fact, a couple of the girls had asked him if he was mixed because, you know, we could tell or whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, but so I, I'm glad to know because I don't, I don't get into his school activities and stuff because, A, I'm working. I'm a grown-ass man. He's a kid. I ain't trying to be direct in his social life uh but you know i'm just proud to know that he's that he's uh standing standing tall when he's out there and um uh so i asked him if i could read this piece so i'm going to uh i'm going to do that and uh this is his his uh he had to do a persuasive essay and so this is his persuasive essay. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. In 2016, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick initiated a protest by refusing to stand for the national anthem in order to bring awareness to the racial injustice and police brutality in the United States. Other high school, collegiate, and professional athletes in many different sports joined Kaepernick to voice their discontent with the current state of the nation. This quickly became a controversial topic. Kaepernick's protest of kneeling during the national anthem is acceptable because it is a form of peaceful protest. It just doesn't have disrespectful intentions and it raises awareness for a critical issue. On that decisive day, August 26, 2016, Colin Kaepernick took a stand by refusing to stand. By many, this was seen as a sign of disrespect. However, this is a form of peaceful protest, a First Amendment right. It began when Kaepernick sat quietly on the bench while the Star Spangled Banner was performed at preseason NFL game. This was seen as disrespectful, and Kaepernick accepted that and no longer sat during the national anthem. He talked to his friend, Nate Boyer, former Army vet and NFL player. Boyer suggested that rather than sit, he protest in a way more respectful to the flag. Boyer stated, I suggested to him, maybe there's a different way of demonstrating where you're showing more respect to those who laid down their lives for what that flag and anthem stand for. 
I suggested kneeling because people need to pray. Kneel to pray. We'll kneel in front of a fallen soldier's gra- or brother's grave. Kaepernick acted on this and began to kneel in order to keep protesting while also showing respect to the flag, the anthem, and those who fought for it. Kaepernick initiated his protest with no malicious intent. He meant no disrespect to any veterans, and according to many accounts, the majority of veterans understood what he was trying to do and were not offended. The public made it a bigger bigger deal than it should have been. The country was pretty much divided when it came to saying if this was right or wrong. According to a study conducted by CNN, 49% of the public believed that it was wrong, while 43% believed it was an acceptable form of expression. Among white Americans, 59% that it is inappropriate, while 82% of black Americans believe that it is acceptable. Kaepernick's only goal was to raise awareness and bring about change. It was never to take away from those who have fought for this country. Kneeling during the anthem, during the national anthem is acceptable because it was used to bring about change to the issue of police brutality and social justice. 2014, unfortunately, saw a spike in police brutality and mistreatment among minorities, which in turn saw a rise in the Black Lives Matter movement. As an advocate of this, Colin Kaepernick used his social status in a positive way to shed light on the critical issue. Kaepernick said in an interview after a game at which he protested in a particularly moving statement, cops are getting paid leave for killing people of color. He continued, this is for people that don't have the voice, and this is for people that are being oppressed. Unfortunately, his voice and the voice of other protesters in the league were still silenced. As support grew for Kaepernick's movement, more players on more teams participated. The NFL began to impose fines on these players. The majority of them stood strong and were willing to sacrifice in order to bring about change and raise awareness. With the league, the President of the United States, and half the country against him, Colin Kaepernick wouldn't back down and withstood ignominy and unjust treatment in order to orchestrate change to an ever so pertinent issue in which he firmly believed. Some might claim that Kaepernick's protest was disrespectful and had no place in the NFL. Others might even say the NFL isn't a place for politics and that Kaepernick had no business arousing such controversy. However, this is simply false. The NFL initiated a program called My Cause, My Cleats that raised awareness for many issues and raised money for several charitable organizations. Clearly, the NFL has no problem grappling with social and political issues. So what's with Kaepernick's? So what's wrong with Kaepernick's? When it comes to the matter of disrespect, one should consider that it was the aforementioned U.S. Army veteran Nate Boyer that suggested kneeling in order to not disrespect the flag or the anthem. Kaepernick's protest was not disrespectful, but appropriate and rather effective. Saying that Kaepernick is being unpatriotic or disrespectful to the country is simply incorrect and, as I see it, quite ignorant. What is patriotism if not trying to better your country for those who live in it and those who fall victim to its crooked systems? The men and women who have fought for this country have done so to ensure not only freedom, but life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This was and still is being stripped away from people. I'm glad that Colin Kaepernick quite literally wouldn't stand for it because putting your hand over your heart doesn't make you a patriot any more than taking a knee does. That's my boy. So I'm uh, 
Well, proud. Yeah, I am proud of my boy, and that was a good uh, essay, I think. And uh, uh, so I will look forward to uh, diving into some of those other issues down the road, but I wanted to just get that done. Uh, now I got to go to sleep because I got to get up in a couple hours and hit it. Hey, thanks again for checking me out. And hit me up on Facebook, Michael T. Justice, Twitter, Michael T. Justice, and of course here at Anchor FM, you can leave a voice message and uh, I would love for any responses and um, requests.